Welcome to How to Eat Less Water, the podcast for anyone who's concerned about the state of our environment and wants to live more sustainably, but is short on either time, money, ideas, or all three. I'm your host, Florencia Ramirez, author of the award-winning book, Eat Less Water, and a kitchen activist. Every Monday and Wednesday, I share bite-sized action steps anyone can implement in their kitchen. Why the kitchen? The average person eats between 500 to 1,300 gallons of virtual water every day. Our food is the best place to turn our hope for a better environment into action. Want to receive 10 tips to eat less water for your summer parties? Go to eatlesswater.com to download the free list. Now, let's dig in and grow well-being together. Hi, welcome to the How to Eat Less Water podcast, episode 8. I am Florencia Ramirez. Before I get started with today's episode, I want to tell you about a How to Eat Less Water weekend opportunity. It's a chance for us to cook together virtually, and I love cooking with others. And it will include batch cooking ideas and recipes perfect for the summer. You can make the Eat Less Water recipes alone or include friends or with your kids. I have a link to learn more in my show notes. This episode may seem a little technical at first, but stay with me because it will change the way you shop for food and it is at the basis of eating less water and truly has a power to reframe the way food is grown around the world if we, the consumer, come to understand the source of our water. So let's start with a riddle. What do you think is better for water? And when I say better for water, what I mean is uses less of it and pollutes less of it. A soy burger or a beef burger? If we look at water footprints, a pound of soy has the water footprint of 224 gallons of water. The same amount of beef has a water footprint of 1,851 gallons of fresh water. So the answer is clear, or is it? Because what if the soy burger is from irrigated fields, grown conventionally? In other words, crops and soil sprayed with pesticides. And what if the beef burger comes from a cow raised on a rain-fed organic pasture, where cows are moved from pasture to pasture to keep them from overgrazing? To answer this riddle for you first... I need to introduce a concept likely new to you. It's called colors of water. Water footprint researchers assigned water three colors, blue, green, and gray. So blue water is the water that comes from the ground. Blue water is also the water we see in reservoirs like lakes and rivers. It's the water that comes out of our faucets, showers, sprinkler heads out of irrigation to water our crops. Blue water is also the first to dry up in droughts. The nearest reservoir near me 
is Lake Casitas in Ojai, California, which sadly looks more like a pond these days as the water level keeps dropping. Reservoirs and groundwater storage is at critical levels around the world, especially here in the Southwest where we're suffering from a mega drought. Green water, on the other hand, is a designation given to water that comes directly from the atmosphere, like rain, fog, mist, any moisture. My first introduction to growing food with green water was at a farm in Paso Robles, California. There, farmer John DeRossier grew 100 acres of wheat and grain with no irrigation. In other words, no blue water. And that was a completely new concept for me coming from the Oxnard Plain, where I call home, where everything is irrigated using groundwater that keeps dropping year after year, especially now that we're in a drought. So John DeRossier is what's called a dry farmer. And he achieves this because his soil health is alive with microbiology. He has gazillions of microorganisms lying underground in the humus, which is another name for soil with organic matter. And why care about this? Well, a report published by Soil Science found humus to hold water at 80 to 90% of its weight. And humus isn't present on all farms because when soil is chemically treated, like it is on a conventional farm, the microorganisms are eradicated along with weeds and pests. So the living organisms in humus, like the crops, need to be cultivated with patience and planning. If I were to buy a pound of pasta with grain grown on John DeRossier's farm in Paso Robles, California. The water footprint of a pound of pasta would still be 230 gallons of fresh water, regardless of whether or not John uses irrigation. The difference is his water is the green water. So returning to the riddle, the soy burger if conventionally grown, would have a water footprint of 224 gallons of blue water. And the beef burger from an organic pasture that is dry farmed or rain fed, both requiring no irrigation of the pasture, would be 1,851 gallons of green water, diverting no water from the natural flow. So which choice is better for water? Before you answer, let's add in the final color, gray. You've likely heard of gray water before, but that is not what it is. When water footprint researchers refer to gray water, they're not talking about recycled or reclaimed water. In this context, gray water is water that has been tainted with nitrogen. Nitrogen is required to grow crops. It's bad when it runs off into waterways and wells because it kills rivers and the aquatic life that lives in that water. Gray water is what causes 
the one of the largest dead zones floating off the U.S. coast, like the one the size of New Jersey floating in the Gulf of Mexico. So fertilizer runoff from fields and nutrients from animal feedlots are the largest polluter of rivers and groundwater. So let's get back to the riddle. The conventionally grown soy burger is produced with 224 gallons of blue water and generating gray water because the chemically treated soil has a harder time absorbing the nitrogen from fertilizer. And the pound of hamburger is from a cow fed a diet of rain-fed grass with 1,851 gallons of green water, rain. And when the pastures are well-managed, there's little to no nitrogen runoff because the manure from the animal is stomped into the soil, directly feeding the soil. So in this case, it's a symbiotic relationship between the land and the soil and the animal, as nature intends. So even with an overall higher water footprint total, the rain-fed beef burger is a better choice for water preservation or conservation in the long run as long as the pasture is not overgrazed or carved from forest. Now, if the soy burger is made from organic soy, then which is better? Well, they're both good choices. It's why a popular spot, which is a farm-to-table place in Savannah, Georgia, that I had the opportunity to eat at, serves both varieties, plant-based and beef burgers, with pride. So the action tip I have for you is the following. Start incorporating foods made with higher green water totals. When I go to the grocery store, for example, after understanding this, I look for things like dry farmed, for example, dry farmed tomatoes, dry farmed melons. You'll see rain fed sometimes on packages for flour. So everything can be either dry farmed or rain fed. And as long as the soil is healthy, which means things like organic where it hasn't been chemically sprayed, then that soil would require less blue water and utilize more green water. So that's how it, it's really helped me. And when I go to the farmer's market, it makes it easier because you can ask the farmers directly, like what type of water are they, are they using? Are they irrigating? And are they using drip irrigation, for example? So then you know that they're using less blue water on their soil. You get better at this, believe me. And I'll be talking about these concepts again over and over because it takes more than just one time to to listen to this, but it is really important to understand the source of your water. And especially when you're looking at animal proteins, like for our eggs and our dairy and our meat, I'm always looking for, and this again, this is not about perfection. This is doing more than what we do now. 
I'm looking for animal proteins that come off farms where animals are rotated, just like crops. And when this happens, this means that the animal cannot overgraze because the farmer will actually move these animals from one paddock that's fenced off to another every few days to a week, depending on the season. In, in nature, this would naturally happen if a predator is coming behind these grazers. There's no way that they can stay and in, on a pasture for months at a time. What I look for is the word rotated. You can also find holistic managed or intensive rotationally grazed. There really isn't one term, but variations of this you can find sometimes on packages sometimes you can you could even search if you don't have farmers market for example close by where you can ask the farmers there how they're raising their animals directly which i love to do but if you can't find that or you don't have a farmers market nearby you can easily do searches online for example I tested this out before this before recording this podcast and I did the simple search beef holistic manage near me and there was things that popped up or you can do holistic managed beef for shipping and I'm just saying beef but you can insert any type of animal protein there I'm going to leave you here thanks for hanging in there with a more technical topic But I hope you find, like me, that it changes the way you look at food. Please feel free to reach out with any questions at info at eatlesswater.com. Don't forget to leave a review. They really are helpful. I'll meet you again here every Monday and Wednesday. Bye for now. Let's stay connected. Sign up for my newsletter and receive more tips in your inbox weekly and 15% off your first purchase at the Eat Less Water shop. You can also find me on your favorite social media space at Eat Less Water. Please remember to hit subscribe and leave a review, even if it's only the star rating, because every one of them will increase the chances of other like-minded folks to find us. Thank you for joining me on this journey to eat less water. Together, we will write the story of well-being for this planet we have the privilege to call home. Meet you back here every Monday and Wednesday. There is power in the collective.